0: Good morning. Good morning. Day three, the Forestwood Cup, right here live from the Expo Center in Columbia, South Carolina. This is the Sunday edition of Stray Cass Outdoor Cartoon Television. I'm your host, Pat Renwick. Uh, this guy over here, Ryan a Popcorn a Whitaker. Hello, Harry. And, and this dude, this my broaster uh, <laughs> right over here. He is no stranger uh. to you, America. He is the 2016. Forest Wood Cup champion. Ladies and gentlemen, John Cox. Yeah. Woo.
1: Hey, guys. Thanks That's for having John me on, on here. That's John Cox. Man. Man. That's you, dude. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What's going on? Oh man! Welcome
0: to the uh, mobile edition of Straycast Outdoor Cartoon Television.
1: Yeah, I have to say this is a little more advanced than the you know FaceTime and you yeah, than like, yeah. the, the Skype Face right. that we yeah, do. Right. You know,
0: on the Skype machine. Yeah. We actually get to hang out with you in person. Yeah. Yeah. We 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 actually went chasing squirrels last night. <laughs> yeah. <I> did <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, you did.
1: Oh. oh, oh yeah. <laughs> you yeah. actually went chasing squirrels last <laughs> night. <Yeah>. Right. <laughs> That's another true story that I
0: just made up. Right. R- right now. No, that's how we do it on Straight Cast Andrew Ellenberger is here he's producing the hell out of this thing uh, JP High the hip hop fisherman not so and Kyle Priscalo our marketing guy he's here too it's a big day today John it's a big right. day um I don't know uh, what what to say, but I'm I'm really um, I'm I'm sorry you're not out there.
1: Yeah, I know I was. You know I woke up this morning ready to go, and I was like, wow. Wait a I minute. haven't caught anything this week.
0: And you and you were my favorite. Look, we where that got you.
1: I, I know, and you know, I mean, uh, practice. Uh, the lake looks really good. I mean, it looked good. You know, I was uh, getting a lot of bites. I mean, everything looked good, and just just didn't work out. It didn't happen. <laughs> Did fish you knew, go- fish knew the weekend was coming? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, did you go run up that river? Is that what yeah. you did? Yeah, I did. I, you know, I, I ran, uh, you know, as far as I could to try to, you know, get away from that cleaner, cleaner water. And, uh, man, I found duckweed. I mean, I found spots that I thought I was on Lake Wheeler in the same spot. Nice. You were wow. having day job, wow. huh? Oh, yeah. And, like, even yesterday when I wasn't catching absolutely anything, and even though those areas didn't really seem like they had fish, I was like, I'm going to go back and fish them just because I feel like I'm going to catch something. Right, because you, know? you don't know. Just, you just, but. You they, don't know what those shallow fish Right, and I, and I just think, you know, all week we, the water was slowly dropping, and a lot of them fish were just, you know, working their way out, and um, they just weren't setting up right. Yeah.
2: Dude, his eyes lit up when he said duckweed. Yeah, I know.
1: I, I, know. I don't know love you see like that. Oh, man.
0: <laughs> it, was like, it. it was like was awesome. gold, yeah. frickin' duckweed. Yeah. myrrh, yeah. duckweed. <laughs> 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 it, it was, I mean, I, I love the fact that you fish shallow. That's what we know personally, yes. us here at Stray Cast. We love shallow water fishing. Yeah. And, 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 and that's why you're our hero, John Cox.
1: I appreciate that. Yeah, whatever, whatever that means. <laughs> yeah.
0: But, I mean, so you, you're geared up. A lot of these guys chasing the blueback herring. That's, I mean, and that's kind of the deal, apparently. Right, right. I mean, that's what's going on. Did you ever consider trying anything like that, or it's just not your strength, and you're like, screw this, I'm doing what I know?
1: Yeah, you know, I, I mean, I, yeah, I questioned it. But, you know, uh, my thing is, is, is um, you know, when the tournament rolls around and, and it's my time and, and that kind of fishing – um, you know, that's that's just when it's going to happen. You know, and and, and I mean, just a, it's just for me, it's hard to focus on two different things and you know sure. and go out and try that and then, Your brain and then run right. I mean, because really, I mean, I almost ran out of gas every day. And I was just running up the river, you know, and bouncing uh, around. Gotcha. so like if I was to run up the river, then run down to the dam, or run down to the dam to run up the river. I mean, I would have had to fill up twice. You That's know, crazy. And, too. and just too much running. But you know, I'm um, you know, I wish I would have got in on some of it. But there's no way that river up there looks so incredible, and there's so many backs of these creeks looks so good. There's no way. I, could be I on the no drive here,
0: I looked on the um, on the Google uh, Maps, Rips. as I'm sure you did. Oh yeah, and I'm like john, cox over, here, john right. cox over here john cox over here john right. cox over here john cox over right. here i mean right. i was like dude this is this is amazing if well, those was, fish are
2: there he's gonna wreck it right what was going on up there where were you catching a lot of short fish stuff no like that, i, or I mean uh, you know during practice like I, I had a really
1: good practice you know yeah. i mean i was excited i couldn't sleep the, yeah, I mean, oh, the night before and i was just like man i mean i can't wait to get this thing going and uh Man, it just it completely changed, you know. Yeah. And, I mean, that happens. I mean, I, yeah. I'm guessing I, I caught the tail end of it, you gotcha. know. And I was just, but, so I can't even imagine what the beginning of that bite was. The water wasn't. was
0: coming down as you right. were Right. When you but, said, the, okay.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, but the beginning of that bite, you know, uh, last week or whatever it was, I mean, it might have been, you know, it might have been incredible. Oh, jeez. You know? Yeah. But, wow. you know, that's how it goes, these things. You know, uh, sometimes it lands on a good week, you know, and weather plays in your favor. I mean, for what, you know, what I like to do, and sometimes it doesn't. I mean. You know. So you, you found these fish. Hey,
0: what's up, dude? Hey, buddy. How you doing? <laughs> hey, do you know John Cox? No. That's John Cox. Watch out behind you, though. Don't run into those robots yeah, right here's there. a sticker. <laughs> hey, young man. Hey, have a, have sticker. a sticker. It's on popcorn. Yeah. I mean, not on popcorn, but fig- figuratively really? on popcorn. <laughs> he, he, we're blowing his mind yeah, right I now. I know. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
2: <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for stopping by. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we got one fan. Yeah, I know.
0: That's that was, pretty cool. That was. <laughs> <laughs> you're running up the river, man. I mean, you're fishing your strengths. What's your rectum starting? What's the deal? Like, what's rigged up? What's on John Cox's deck?
1: Um, you know, I had a, a dirty jig, swim jig, um, you know, like I always have tied on. I had sure, chatterbait sure. tied on. Um, you know, stoned a buzzbait a little bit um, and, and flipping. I mean, the flipping, I mean, that was... What you were know, you flipping? Uh, I was flipping a, um, a bitters muskrat. You know, it's just a beaver-looking style bait. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and and I mean... On floral or braid? Um, I had it mixed up. I had a 20-pound uh, with a half ounce. Gotcha. And 20-pound um, fluorocarbon. And then I also had a 50-pound braid with that same half ounce. Because you would go and you would flip trees and get some bites, and all of a sudden you'd come to this perfect grass mat oh yeah you know like oh, just like wrapped up in the yeah. thing and you're just like we fish some stuff yeah right you're now. just like oh your heart starts because you see it coming up to it and you're working yeah. your way to it and you're like so and then you pick for the braid one up and flip it in there and uh yeah it just didn't work out have you, have you ever heard
0: rick clunn <laughs> talk about flipper's vision versus <laughs> caster's vision no. seriously this is true yeah, I, I know i'm a nut but right. this is and so is rick clunn but this right. is this is the truth right so uh flipper's vision Is basically as you're going down the bank, right? You got this. You're you're, you got the blinders on, tunnel vision. Yeah, it's basically tunnel vision. So you're focused at the at the task at hand, right? Okay, and that's the target that you're concentrating on flipping at that time. um There is, of course, some peripheral that expands out of the flipper's vision, and those mats are the peripheral, Right. right? Right. Okay, and casters vision. Is basically the eyes in the back of your right, head. Where
1: I'm going to make that next. Yeah, cast. yeah. where you're going to make your next cast.
0: Right. And and the, and and Klund, even though Klun's not a flipper, he he describes. And I'm giving you a little bass history right, right now. Right. You know, right. it, it, no, I, I, <laughs> I no, I, I'm I, you know. So
1: I'm learning something So
0: Clun taught this to Gary Klein. Right. And Gary Klein, simply, flipper vision. When right. he's when he's on the flip stick, thump, right. thump not worrying about nothing. That's next. Right. He worry about it when he gets up to it. That's—I think—that's what I do. I, I can tell. Yeah. That's what. That's why I brought it up. Right. Yeah.
1: I mean, totally. Yeah,
0: I, we read your file, dude. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we, <laughs> we we know all
1: about it. Did Did
0: you have the I.O.B. tied on? The same I one did, last and year?
1: I threw like you know, during practice, I had I had three bites on it, but they were big ones, like, okay, grown ones, you know, and I I pulled it away from them. and uh, I mean, I just I just you know, I just thought maybe you know maybe that bite was going to happen more. I mean, the, the duckweed was there. I mean, it was just, everything was yeah, perfect. Hot, too. It was like, Oh, wow. I know. Yeah. It was just, it was amazing. Like, if I had to go out tomorrow, you know, not really know anything about the herring, I, hell, I'd go right back up there and, and yeah. throw in it. I mean, it was just, it was the prettiest stuff you've ever seen. Did, now, is,
0: is the IOB, is that your deal? Is that the frog? Is just I mean, um, I,
1: mean I, I like it. I mean, I like the hookup ratio with it. Um, you know, I mean, it's not, it's not a matte frog, you know, but. Uh, you not know. quite heavy enough. Yeah, it's not good for like mat stuff, but open water stuff, isolated wood, duckweed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really like it for that. that so. That's
0: the deal. What then, what frog are you throwing in the, on the mats?
1: Um, yeah, uh, it, uh, River to Sea makes this uh, this one that's almost an ounce. Okay, It's oh. like. Uh, seven eighths or something are you mm-hmm. clocking
0: them back home on that
1: yeah no that one when you get bit on that one it's like a five plus pounder i nice. mean it is a good one
0: it's a big fatty magoo oh just yeah, it's, yeah it's
1: thick it's heavy and i mean it when you when you pop it doesn't even it doesn't even really walk when it goes it just smacks the mat going right. all the way and, and how, do you, just,
0: how do you fish a frog in a mat are you just reeling it in or do you twitch no in I, i'm
1: or? you know when i throw when i throw that real heavy frog i'm i'm wide open as fast as i can reel and pop it as hard as I can and as fast as I can turn that my, my loose handle. You're really? cooking it. Oh yeah, You're as fast as you it. can and then they just come out of nowhere. I mean it's the best bite ever. And that bite actually is fixing to go on here the next next month and a half and it's gonna be incredible. Up by you? Down by my house. I'm yeah. down by you. Gotcha. gotcha. So if you I guys wanna make a trip. Yeah, Dude, we're in bite in yeah. market. Yeah.
0: America. <laughs> we'll be fishing with John Cox in about a month. Yeah. we're, yeah. we're yeah. down there. Yeah. You know, the whole thing about about this derby um is is anticipation mm-hmm. um when did you really start to get into the Force Wood cup mode um
1: yeah pretty much right after the potomac you know i i mean i really um you know when i look at this place on the map i'm like there's there's 50 backs of the creeks that have little creeks in them okay you know and i'm just like this is this is a perfect tournament you know the weights are going to be tough Thought the weights were going to be tough, you know, <laughs> but they end up killing them. But, Lo and behold, you know, but but you know, it just looked like something that would really fall into place, and and I did. I came over early, which I said I would never do again, and I just drove around, but I didn't fish. You know, I just looked.
0: That's hard. Yeah,
1: and I and I just thought like all these areas, um, you know, I was so excited about this thing, you know, and it's just a lot of those areas didn't have any fish in them. <laughs> I mean, they weren't there yet. Crazy. Yeah, you I gotta
2: got, get some. I gotta get some insight from you on what uh, what these guys are going through today. These guys, you know, in the top three, that have a chance to win. I right. mean, obviously, you won last year. Right? Is that is that last day? Is that the it, most mentally uh, challenged you've been? Yeah, <laughs> it's you know I the difference between. But is that the most
1: challenged You were a wreck last a year. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, you know, last well last year we did four days. Right. You know, three days. It's it's it, a three day tournament. I mean, is good, but on a four day tournament, mm-hmm. on that fourth day, I mean, you're 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 mentally gone. you spent. Right. Oh, you're done. I remember trying to work that frog, and I, I was trying to twitch my wrist and, and make it walk, yeah. and it would just was It was just slapping the water, you know. I couldn't even work it, you know. And then it's yeah. like, gosh, I can't even, you know. And uh, so, and, and just and just everything knowing that this is the final day, you know, someone's going to win this thing. I mean, they're, you know, I was watching uh, Justin Atkins, you know, try to change the treble hooks out on his top water, you know, on the live day Oh man, and he, he was like had to <laughs> he had to like set again, and he had to grab the hook back up. And, I mean, it, you know. But uh I mean it's exciting. You know, it's going to be it's going to be exciting way in.
0: Man and and think about this. Um we just had Jordan Lee win the Bassmaster Classic right. and now there there's really two young guys in in contention. Man, right. Right? what what the hell's going on uh, in bass fishing? That's just how it goes. I mean, sometimes it just
1: you know, you have your years like that. It's crazy. It's cuz
0: of the internet. That's what it is. It's yeah. cuz of the damn internet.
1: Damn internet. Well, thank God for the internet right, right, or we right, wouldn't make a right. living. You know what I'm saying? <laughs>
2: <laughs> the
0: uh, you got a pretty big uh, you got a pretty big event um, coming up here in the uh, in the near distant future, um, <laughs> and I know that it might not be there hundred percent, but you're 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 stoked about it, dude. I mean, you got this Bassmaster Classic. Oh yeah,
1: right I mean, it, dude, I, I can't even like I still don't believe that I'm gonna get to go fish that. Dude, term.
0: it's a dream just, come true, right?
1: And I mean, no matter what happens, I mean, it, it's. Uh, you know, to go to, uh, you know, that's a place I go to and, and I enjoy that week, you know, I enjoy the practice, I enjoy the tournament, you know, and that's, um, you know, I think that's why it, uh, you know, why it normally goes well there, you know, so, I, I mean, not know.
0: And, and this event in the Bassmaster Classic, by far, the mega, mega right. events of, of the bass fishing world. Right. Yep. Um Dude, I know that, that, that when this thing comes up, and just the fact that um, as we talked about it when you were on the Stray Cash show, um it's kind of fallen into where you won that derby there before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean I mean it's the same it's the same
1: week and you know I mean and, and you know that tournament we did have a really good warming trend. Um but you know the the year before we went there, um we had a super bad cold front, you know, and and I you know I I zeroed day 3 and finished 5th, you know, so it's uh you know it's it's exciting. <laughs> I'm re- I'm just ready to go, but I love that place, you know, and it's it's uh it's a really good pond. Heck yeah, dude! <laughs>
0: hey, y'all, um, we're doing this thing on the Bookface Live, and uh, mm. and there's some questions for you uh, from well, your fans. Uh, JP, hi. What's what's going on for
1: Johnny Cox? Uh, what's going
2: on? If you had to have two dirty jigs tied on,
1: what would they be and what color? Um, ah. So I would probably. Uh, I always have a half ounce um, Alabama brim swim jig. Yeah,
2: Alabama and, and, brim.
1: And, and you know, because I mean, the good thing with that one and the weight of that one, you can. You can swim it fast um, because it's half ounce. But then also, you come up to a piece of wood or you come up to something, you can flip it in there. And uh, you know, so I really like that's like my number one. I have tied on. And then another thing I've been throwing a lot of is a uh, is just like a small white quarter ounce, really, uh, with the mm-hmm. finesse hook. Okay. And, and I got it on a lighter line. I got it on like twelve or fifteen pound fluorocarbon. And um, you know, and, I, and and I build. Uh, you know, um, you know, I take a crankbait blank, and MHX crankbait blank, and and I throw my. Uh, you know, I throw it on it so that that hook doesn't open up and stuff. And that, I mean, that that bait catches them. What, I mean, what's the power blank you know, you're using? Um, that one, uh, it, it's, uh, um, it's a, it's it's at CB 928. You know, the oh, big the, crank. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I, cu- yeah. I cut it down to, uh, um, you know, seven foot or whatever. So, gotcha. yeah. But it's uh And
0: you're still throwing the finesse jig on it,
1: right? Yeah, I'm throwing the finesse jig on it with like 12 pound fluorocarbon, sometimes 15, and you know, I'm just I'm just straight retrieving it, almost like a, you would throw a spinner bait. And uh, these two cats what do you, what right do you here like, do yeah, that. Yeah. What do you like throwing right. behind it? Um, you know, I, I normally I would put either speed crawl or, um, I mean, mostly just speed crawl on it. I mean, that's and sometimes I'll put a swimmer on it. You know, reaction right. to it, like little dipper. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, I just mix it up with them though. Gotcha.
0: What else going on, JP?
2: We're
1: good. That was it. Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, you want you want to see my John Cox disguise?
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: let me see. Sometimes I go around like I'll go into like. Uh, Cracker Barrel or Walmart or right. something and I and, and and I just wear this. And, and that, that's, oh, that's, nice. that's my John Cox disguise. Jeez. If that's you want a big head, there! Damn, <laughs> the success is getting right. to us. I if know. you want to see what we're talking about, go to the StraightCast Instagram page <laughs> and check out the uh, the John Cox disguise. That is available <laughs> for for
1: 99 on StraightCast.net. Thank Does
2: you. that freak you out at all, John?
1: Yeah, I, I did. When, when, when I saw that, I was like, "Damn, that's a big head." You know, and then like I got looking, I'm like, "Man, I got to get that tooth fixed and that tooth fixed." I'm like, "Damn, <laughs> you gotta get a little
0: work done." yeah i gotta when, when i get home i'm going to the dentist with last year's forest wood cut money <laughs> right right yeah, that's <laughs> <No>. <laughs> john uh, anything you want to say to your fans or, or before we get out of here
1: oh uh, just thanks for watching and thanks for following me and you know and uh i mean the the instagram stuff i mean everybody's commenting and like the texts and stuff you know i really like you know when i have a bad day and i'm looking at that and i get a bunch of you suck texts you know i, I mean <laughs> you know as bad as that sound i mean i just at least i know everybody's watching and uh you know, I appreciate those those texts, dude. And we always
0: appreciate the support that you show us. Oh, Please man. know that.
1: Yeah, I, I love when you guys have me on. I mean, you know. Whenever you guys want, I'll be back. Awesome, dude. Congrats on another awesome season. Yeah, thanks. We'll see you in a couple months. Yeah.
0: Down at your crib.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah, You got got enough bunk beds for all of us? Yeah, you can all stay at my house. All right. I think we'd all fit. Awesome. We're coming. John, best
0: of luck to you and safe travels back to Florida, man. Thanks, man. Take care. Appreciate it. That is John Cox, FLW Tour Pro 2016, FLW Forest Wood Cup Champion. I'm Pat Remick. Ryan Whitaker, put the power poles down because we're coming back. Next, with bass legend, David Fritz. Don't you go nowhere. Welcome back, welcome back. Straycast Outdoor Cartoon Television continues right here, right now, from the Forestwood Cup. Day three, the final day is happening right now. I'm Pat Renwick, Ryan Popcorn Whitaker, and, and we are pretty, uh, pretty excited about this for the first time ever. Um, I'm going to call you a bass fishing legend.
2: <laughs> okay. <laughs> La- ladies, and gen-
0: <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, give it up for David Fritz. Yeah. Yes. All right. Can you l- Look at him going crazy for you? <laughs> did, did yeah. you. Did you expect that?
3: <laughs> I don't
0: know. <laughs> no, man. You're no stranger to uh, the FLW Tour nor BASS, man. You've been doing this for a little while, haven't you?
3: I have been a long time. Uh,
0: I'll, I'll tell you. And I'm going to talk about a Forcewood Wood uh, or an FLW tournament that, uh, that you fished in that really is embedded in my brain. And I thought it was one of the coolest things ever um, when you won that derby. On Lake Okeechobee, I think what was that like two thousand or something?
3: Yeah, 2001 or two thousand one or two, somewhere along in there. And,
0: and you were cranking. Yep. I mean, there was a couple guys cranking. I think it was you and KVD neck and neck. We were. And uh, and and you were throwing that uh, that old wood crank
3: bait. Yep, the old pose crank bait. The
0: old pose crank bait, <laughs> and just fish bouncing it off those in them dynamite holes or whatever those were out there, whatever, <laughs> with those boulders. And and not many tournaments are are won like that on Okeechobee, quite frankly.
3: Yeah, that, there's not. I mean, I was real fortunate. We had a big-time cold front come in. The lake was down. And, uh, you know, these fish sort of pulled back to where they've got a little bit of access to deeper water. So it sort of played in my hands. It, it sure did. Yeah, it, it did. It, it sure did. I mean, and
0: what? I, mean, I don't know if you remember this or not, but, I, again, I'm fascinated by that tournament. What, how, did, how did you find the fish? What Were you just kind of like, wait, this is what's going on? And were you driving around with the
3: locator? Or <laughs> what, what was the deal? Well, the first two days, I actually caught all my fish in about 10 feet of water, over 18 feet of water. They were just swimming around, but they, they had a little place where current was going in and out, and they just was set up there in open water. Okay. And it, it was crazy. I mean, I'd have to throw 5,000 times, but then you'd get a three or four pounder to bite. And, <laughs> you know, that wasn't around any rocks or anything. It was just a, one of those little current spots that the, that the fish were hanging out at, and that, that's how I actually made the cut, and the last days when I really got down, I had this one place that I knew there were a lot of fish, and I kept seeing boats all over it, and it, obviously they didn't catch them, because when I pulled up there the last day, I smoked them. <laughs> you smoked them. Yep. Yeah, I, I, I remember did. it, dude. I, I just did. remember
0: you setting that that glass crankbait right yeah. on your leg, yeah. and just winding away. That's right. Winding, and then whoop, we load mm-hmm. up, and, yeah. you, and I, I still remember the look on your face. You, we, It was like, yep. I'm wrecking them.
3: Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm wrecking them. <laughs> well, you know, I wasn't sure how many fish were still there. I just knew where the people that I had saw sitting there. I knew they wouldn't set up right to catch the real big ones. And uh, and plus, we weren't throwing the crankbait either. They were they were worming and sure. jigging and, and stuff. And and I knew how to catch them there. And that that's what saved save grace.
0: Isn't it crazy that we as bass fishermen? And everyone watching out there, we remember just about every fish that we catch, no matter how many <laughs> we catch, and no matter how old we get.
2: We remember the ones we didn't catch,
0: and the exactly. Yeah. Thank you, Ryan. <laughs> and the ones yeah. we didn't catch, and and I was like, okay, I think when I asked you that question about two thousand, I'm like, I'm pretty sure he's going to remember that.
3: Oh yeah, just I do.
0: Why is it? Why do we remember all these fish catches? Are we a different breed? Do golfers remember every swing or hole-in-one? Is it the same thing?
3: Well, I I know that I went to a lake that I hadn't been to in a long time, I don't know, a couple months ago, and I still remember my lineups for 20 years ago, what rock and what dock and what tree, (laughs) and and that's what's scary. Right. (laughs) But, you know, you never forget – and, and you know, without GPS, that's how we used to do it. We sure. used to pull up out there, and you, you'd have some kind of visual marks, and and those things just get embedded in your in your brain. It's because you know you caught a lot of fish there, you caught a big fish there, and and especially when you win, you never forget. You never, yeah. forget. right.
0: It, we're a crazy breed.
3: We are. Yeah, I mean, yes. we're,
0: we're nuts to go chasing these little green yeah. fish around everywhere we do. Everywhere yeah. we do,
3: we are. Yeah.
2: David, you've you obviously been to a lot of these things, a lot of these uh, these big tournaments like this. This is our first time coming to uh, the Forestwood Cup here, but uh, and you know you obviously won a big one back in 1993 too. Um, but I want to know how has has anything like this changed? Is this the biggest you've seen it be, like as far as these conventions and in, the, in this tournament, the weigh-ins and whatnot? Has it changed over the years, or, or have they always been big like this?
3: Well, it has. Uh, I won the Forestwood Cup in 97. I won the Classic in 93. But, mm-hmm. you know, we had it in Greenville, Mississippi, and it's grown tremendously since 1997. I mean, there's a bigger fan base out there, and people are willing to travel. We have an expo that you can come, and, you know, everybody likes to come to an expo. You, you get to see all the new stuff. You, you can buy stuff. Uh mm-hmm. At a bargain, most of the time you get free hats. I mean, you Beals. get shirts. Yeah. I didn't mean, see how many it, he's I got, got too many yeah. hats. I think like I got a dozen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, this is really a good deal, and, and you know, you can, um, you know, used to. You never knew what anybody called until they come in. Now you right. pretty much know what everybody's got before they even come to the weigh-in. So, yeah, things have changed tremendously. Yeah,
0: there was more of an element of surprise, no doubt yeah. about it, yeah. with the advent of, of the live coverage. And, I and ignored
2: all it stuff. all day yesterday because I wanted to be surprised. I yeah. was
0: talking on this thing. I had no idea yeah. what was going on. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't even know. Hey, let's talk crankbait fishing. You cool with that? Yeah, I'm oh, good with you that. Like, you like a little bit about yeah, ever oh, a yeah, crankbait, David Fritz? I, I, think, I think that you, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, you are probably um, one of the pioneers of being an advocate for fishing a glass rod with crankbaits. Um, uh, I, myself, and, and some of the other members of the crew here, um, we love throwing a glass blank for, yeah. for for crankbait fishing. And I think when people are, are, are not throwing a glass blank, they're just dum-dums straight up.
3: Yeah. Well, they're wanting to give half the fish a bite away. I can tell you that. So. <laughs>
0: what, what kind of, where, where did that come from? From you? Where were you first schooled? Go way
2: back.
3: When, when, when did it well, become the deal for you? This is back in the eighties. I mean, when I knew I had to do something, because if I could ever figure out how to catch eight of those ten bites, I was probably going to win a lot of tournaments. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. And back in the old days, you know, if you caught had ten bites and caught five of them, you were doing pretty good. But I knew we had to had to evolve and become better than that, and that's when, uh, back in 1989, when the old Siloflex crankbait rods come out sure, the brownies, from Browning, yeah. and that was that was probably one of the first, even though, you know, everybody made glass rods, but a lot of people didn't use them because graphite was such a big deal back then. Yeah, but, Skyline
0: came out and did that for us, Yeah, remember? yeah. I'm throwing you back.
3: Yep, and then... <laughs> And then other things evolve, like ratios of reels, even though back then the loose were 4-3 to 1, 21-inch per turn. Well, today you can buy a loose reel that's 21 inches per turn, which is absolutely perfect for a crankbait. And that's a problem that a lot of people have, not only not using a glass rod but winding a high-speed reel, and right. you're just going to lose a lot of fish because they can't catch up with it. Right,
2: right.
3: Mm-hmm. And, and, and stretchy line. I mean, there's a lot of things... This thing become an obsession with me. I can tell. And believe it or not, between rod, reel, line, and hooks, I actually got it down and figuring out what cutter the fish wants. That's one of the big keys because they bite the cutter that they want harder. Uh, if you can figure all that out, you can catch nine out of ten fish.
0: Gotcha. Now get, break it down because you can't just say you can't just say rod
3: line. Yeah,
0: you, we have to know, and so does everybody out here. Come yeah. on, tell us what the what the science is. What's the the perfect recipe? Well,
3: you know, if they could see me, I, I can demonstrate a rod. If you take a glass rod and you pull it back and you let it loose, and you take a grant. Uh, a graphite rod and pull it back and let it loose you'll see it's about 10 times faster correct coming back to center yep. right so what happens is when a fish sucks that bait in with that glass rod it doesn't pull it out of his mouth and that's why it's almost like using you can use a spinnerbait with it and never use a trader hook right because you're not pulling it away from him and without a doubt that's the biggest thing and Without a doubt, that's the biggest thing in crankbait fishing, or any retrievable bait. Any moving lure. Any moving lure, that's right. And that's
2: because we want to swing. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you can't, <laughs> you can't get that bite and not and, swing, so it's, and, it's basically fixing you.
3: You know, back in the old days, last rods were heavy. They were a little awkward in throwing. They were really, really flimsy. And today, with the new perfect crankbait rod from Lose it's like, man, this thing's a $79 rod. And it will catch every fish that bites if you do do the right thing. You know, if you gotcha. if, if 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 you don't go crazy, you can catch er- almost everyone that bites. And it's lightweight, it's slow. Even though it's a ninety-two percent glass rod, because of the big baits, we had to stiffen it up a little bit in the middle because that, people have a hard time dealing with something that's really parabolic. Gotcha. And it works just as good because we got the slow action, but there again one of the big things in crankbait fishing the way you wind and and i like to wind fast okay and the 21 ipt reels just is perfect for the way i like to wind i like to stay busy i'm not going to just crawl a crankbait and and i'll give you a good example you think 21 inches per turn okay every time you turn that handle your bait moves 21 inches and you say well i'm going to use a six four i'm going to use a six eight or i'm going to use a five and it's only uh four inches differs say they're 26 28 inches per turn well you sit there and you start counting the time you wind how many inches that is it's tremendous sure it right? adds up it, it adds up it's tremendous and Winding the bait too fast is one of the things that I see people do, more people do wrong probably than anything else, and you know, without throwing far. You yeah, know, throwing, yeah. throwing long ways is a big important thing with crankbaits. But winding it, people want to wind too fast. The fish will bite it, but they don't get it. They
0: don't get it all the right. way. They Ain't don't get it. it.
3: They can't catch it. They can't catch up with You're actually, you're just winding so fast You're you're trying, you know, it's like, if you saw a 10-pounder behind your bait and you're whining it, what are you going to do? you Are going to speed up? <laughs> no. <Yeah. laughs> you're going to say, please eat this bait, and you're going to stop it, and you're going to slow it up. So where, um, where
0: I get confused, though, and not to interrupt you here, but you're, are you pretty much talking about just deep cranking, um, or are you doing all your square bills the all same cr- thing? All
3: cranking. Okay, gotcha. All cranking. It's, uh, I mean, a fish can make a hard burst, especially, though, when you're fishing the bottom and you're hitting the bottom pretty regularly. <laughs> You know, a fish has to suck that thing off the bottom, or right. he has to come up to get that bait And If you're winding it fast, he's not going to get the front front hook. He's going to get the back hook, and that's when you start losing fish. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Excellent. And then, you know, a low stretch line, uh, I've got where I crank actually a lot with braid now because there's really? no stretch. Wow. wow. you, you got to have a braid that you can throw far. That's, that's the whole secret because braid normally doesn't throw as far as mono. Uh, fluorocarbon... It's not crankbait line. Fluorocarbon.
0: Wow, this you, is blowing my mind yeah, right yeah, now.
3: Yeah, fluorocarbon, you're going to. Actually, I, I miss winning another FLW Cup because I I had ex, I was experimenting with fluorocarbon in that tournament, and I shouldn't have been, and I had a couple of fish break my line because it just gets stressed out. It's like when you break fluorocarbon, the more you break it, the easier it breaks. Yes. When I'm throwing a crankbait and I'm slinging it, that line is stretching. And the more I throw it, the weaker it gets. And then by lunchtime, I'm actually breaking it when I throw it. Wow. So uh, never use fluorocarbon. So never. you're
0: cranking with braid.
3: Braid or either a very low stretch like sensation, mono. Okay, Something with real sensation. Lo- yep, yep, real low stretch.
2: That's even when you're trying to get a bait real deep.
3: Right. That's what you're saying. Right. Wow. I mean, what's far, fluor- fluorocarbon is not going to, you're not going to gain any depth with fluorocarbon. It's I a mean, you think it would because. You gotta realize you're throwing one, your lure is taking the the bait down. Yeah. You're winding it to you. Uh, they could be six inches different, they're not gonna be much. Right. But the thing is, is that fluorocarbon when it gets stressed it's gonna break and you, and I've had several people tell me why ask me why they keep these fish keep breaking their line with fluorocarbon. I said, because you're using fluorocarbon. <laughs> Plain and simple. Yeah. Plain and simple. Yeah. What
0: what size braid are you using? The majority of the time? I
3: usually use 20, something that's 10-pound diameter. Gotcha. 10 pounds is about ultimate for throwing a crankbait. Every now and then, if I'm throwing a batch head or, or one of the small baits, I'll, I'll use eight. Uh, you gotta you got to look at it like this. A lot of people don't like to use light line, but if you can imagine your crankbait going back and forth, vibration, and when you've got line running down into it, that line is actually cutting the water. So the lighter the line you can use, the more lively that bait becomes. Gotcha. So 10 10 pounds is about the ultimate line for any crankbait, except small ones, and I'll use eight. But uh, stick with a real low-stretch line, whether it be braid. And like I say, you're going to have to experiment a little bit and find you some braid that you can throw. It doesn't kick up down. Another thing that happens, too, you get real light braid, like six-pound test and stuff. It, it jams up in your yeah, spool. Yeah, it gets buried. Yep. Oh, yeah. It, it's a nightmare. But uh, And believe me, I've been there, and I've done all this. So. <laughs>
0: you make that cast?
3: Yeah. Uh, yep. I've
0: had that happen.
3: Yep. And then... <laughs> you got a
2: crankbait in your face. You, you yeah. know,
3: I have to say that I was probably one of the ones, the main one, that was responsible for getting all the hooks lined up, too, because most of the time, when you bought a treble... There was never one that hung straight down. It was always at a slight angle. Right. And by straightening that up you gained another I don't know, tenth of an inch, of uh, two tenths of an inch deeper bite with that hook because when you angle it and he bites it, he doesn't get it quite as deep as it does when the hook is straight in line. So wow. that, that was a big that was a big ass asset. Uh, You know, I was the inventor of the sure set hook, which is had the one big hook on it, and that VMC made. and, And there again, you know, probably if they bit that bait with that hook on it, you would not lose them. You got that big hook in, them. Got that big you hook in him. You are a
0: crankbait mad scientist, do you know that? Well,
3: you know <laughs>
2: <laughs> I got to go buy some mono. I know <laughs> you
0: can braid, to braid right, with.
3: That's right. I mean, it, it's you know, I made a lot of baits. I, I helped Pose we developed the the Pose 400 plus sure. and then when I was with Rapala, all the DTS were mine. Yeah, I know. And then now with Berkeley, we've got all the dredgers and all the diggers, and, and by far they are the best. We I figured out how to make water push them down. It's 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 absolutely amazing that we can take a small bait and make it run deeper than anything else out there. So
0: when well, you go to, when you're in your uh, in your laboratory, let's call it, <laughs> since you are a scientist, Dr. Dr. Crank- Crankens- yeah. Yes,
3: he is. How do you how do
0: you test these these Berkeley crank What's going on? Is it all on the water? Is it in laboratories? What's what's well, happening?
3: Well, to be honest, it's everywhere. But at Spear Lake, Iowa, and that's where uh, Pure, Pure Fishings Factory is. That's where all the trialing lines made, and, yes, and that's ma'am. where we're developing all the hard baits. They have a sixty feet, sixty foot long tank that's fifteen feet deep, which helps. And then we have a another tank that they don't like me to talk about. Uh oh! But we can actually. Make that bait stay still. I can look at it and wind it any speed we want to wind, and I can see all the way around that bait. So, real, yeah, it's
2: three
3: sixty. It's it's pretty impressive, and and I have actually, I have, you know, I have a chart on my phone, and I can't share this either. I wish I could.
0: Oh come on!
3: I wish I could, but (laughs) it is amazing. It's
0: just on the internet. Nobody's gonna see this. Oh yeah,
3: it's amazing. (laughs) how much faster we can make a bait go down than anybody else's. It's phenomenal. And if you'll, I don't know if you've seen any of the ones. You know, we have a 25-foot crankbait that is a normal-sized crankbait.
0: I've seen it, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm with Pure Fishing. Yeah.
3: yeah. I mean, it's, uh, and it's all about how water flows over it. Water actually pushes that bait down. It will go down faster than anything out there if it floats. Now, if it sinks, it won't, but if it floats, it will actually hit 15 feet of water, and it's pretty impressive how much ahead of everything else it hits 15 feet of water. Wow! Well,
0: well, with all that science involved.
3: Yeah, I-, I mean, well, for real. you know, you're talking about years of work. I mean, and and I made crankbaits all my life, and and just run across this by accident because you know, there at Berkeley we have the perfect facility to see what baits do, and, and I and once we made I, we threw away fifty thousand dollars when I saw this all the baits we had we trashed them really we trashed them and because i we found this thing that you know you can wind it easier and it and it's smaller and it goes deeper and you can imagine taking a bait and i'm not picking on anybody but say the size of a 200 bandit if you can take a bait that small and make it run 12 feet deep what's it going to do around fish
0: it's going to catch them. Uh, oh,
3: yeah. It's going to be phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're uh, uh, like our big 25 foot crankbait. Most most big crankbaits spook fish sometime or another. This is a normal size crankbait. It's a three and a quarter inch crankbait.
0: It's going 12, 15 foot deep.
3: Yeah, it's going 25 feet 25 deep. 25 foot deep. Wow. Yeah, 25 feet deep. Actually, our two and three quarter inch crankbait runs deeper than anybody else's three inch crankbait. Wow. That- so.
0: So check it out uh, at berkeleyfishing.com.
3: Yep, that's that, right. That,
0: that's where that is right there. Hey,
3: but, but, you know, just learning that kind of stuff and knowing what it does and the way you balance a bait can really determine, you know, how well they bite it and how many of them you catch. And and the bottom line is to catch more fish, if you hook a fish with a back hook, you're doing one of two things wrong. You're whining too fast or you ain't got the right cutter. And I... And, you know, color some days is the most important thing they are, and some days it don't matter. The color will draw fish to your bait.
0: A lot of us fish, and I want to talk about this color thing, a lot of us fish in areas where there's just not a tremendous population of bass. Throughout the country, there are areas speckled like that. You, You get to fish in some areas that you have the luxury of this, and it's great. Uh, in lakes with huge populations of bass. Sometimes figuring out the right color is more of a a difficult task.
3: Oh, it is. I mean, it's, you know, I've been around so long that I pretty much know by what time of the year it is and what the water looks like. I'm within four colors of being dead on most of the time. But, you know, another thing most people don't realize is the bottom colors are most important. The bottom. The bottom right. is the most important. You,
0: you, I'm, yeah. I'm totally enthralled with this. Please yeah. tell us about it. Give me the four <laughs> colors. Break it down because I have to know. I have to know.
3: <laughs> well, you have a top cutter, you got a side cutter, and then you got a bottom cutter, and then you got all the little special stuff on it the eyes and the dots and the gills and all that stuff, which isn't, most of the time, they're not that important. But most of the time, when I catch a bass, if you can make him come up and hit your bait, That's another thing. You're going to catch him. If he has to suck that bait off the bottom, then the hooks are outside his mouth. So you lose a lot of them. So that's why I say the ultimate way to fish a crankbait is when you're throwing it, is it touches the high spots. Right. And when they're looking up, what are they seeing? They're not seeing a lot of that top cutter. They're seeing the bottom. They're seeing the bottom. And I have seen so many times when a yellow bottom, a red bottom, an orange bottom – or even just a shad cutter bottom can make all the difference in the world. And that's the first thing I key on is cutters on the bottom. Then I start keying on the shades of it. You know, the back actually makes the sides lighter or darker. And, and that's what you got to go with. I mean, that's pretty much a cutter in a nutshell. But, you know, everybody has their favorite cutter, and if they would study it, they'd see why it was their favorite cutter. Gotcha. And, and, it's probably uh, the bottom. Yeah, you know, I, I, I have a couple, you know, the, sharp, the the yellow and brown back has always been one of my favorite cutters. We have one at Berkeley now that's a, it's an old, old 1970s, early 70s cutter that got lost. You don't see it anymore. It's an eggshell. Yeah, yeah. It's called honey. I got and you. And it's called honey for a reason. Yep. Because when you throw it, it's going to be your honey. <laughs> <laughs> but it has nothing on the bottom. It is eggshell cutter on the bottom.
0: Totally eggshell white
3: but it totally actually. Shad. Wow. Yeah. Wow.
0: You, you have given us a crankbait clinic here.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Not really. Yeah, <laughs> really. It's just, it's just what I do. You, you, know? you,
0: have, you have expanded America's minds here today. I, <laughs> I hope you know that. Yeah. I hope you know that. Uh, David, thank you so much for coming and spending some time with us here, man. We really Enjoy we it. know you're busy as can be uh, down at the Lou's booth and and we appreciate you coming up here. And please know we're huge fans of All right. yeah, well, you. All right. Well, I appreciate that. Thanks, uh, David. Keep it locked right here. Stray Cass Outdoor Cartoon Television. Put the power pulls down. More action from the Forcewood Cup continues. Hello, everybody. I'm Bill Dance. No, just kidding. This is Pat. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to Stray Cass on iTunes and leave a review. Tell us what you think. Any feedback is greatly appreciated. Thanks for listening. Peace.